Hello, and welcome to Dockside, the podcast that helps you save and enjoy the waters you love by sharing clean and safe boating practices. I'm your host, Diana Fu. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about marine composting toilets with Kendall Soriano from the Bay Foundation. We'll talk about how these toilets work, the pros and cons of having one aboard, and what you need to consider before making the switch. So today we have guest Kendall Soriano, Environmental Engagement Coordinator at the Bay Foundation down in Santa Monica Bay. Hey Kendall, how's it going? Hi Diana, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. So we've done an episode before on marine sanitation devices or MSDs. And I know that marine composting toilets fall under the category of type three MSDs, but how exactly do marine composting toilets work? Yeah. So first, the system separates liquids from solids. The solids sit in a lower compartment that gets mixed with peat moss, sawdust, coconut husk fibers, and oxygen. Bacteria then breaks down the solid waste by consuming nutrients like carbon, nitrogen, and phosphorus, which releases carbon dioxide and starts that composting process. Oxygen aeration that happens by turning a lever on the side of the toilet furthers the composting process. And then once that compost is established, a black odor-free powder is left that's free of harmful bacteria. And it's important to remember that the compost solids should not be dumped overboard. And instead, they can be placed in a bag for uh, disposal on land. So does this process actually kill the bacteria? Yes. Yeah. The transformation of carbon in solid waste to carbon dioxide creates heat which warms up the organic mass in the toilet. And it's that high temperature that destroys the disease causing bacteria and protozoa. That's super cool. And does it actually make usable compost? So the compost solids can be used as a soil amendment, but it should not be uh, used with digestible plants. Got it. And how do you empty or dispose of the contents of a marine composting toilet again? Yeah, so for the solids, we recommend dumping them into a paper bag and throwing them out in the trash. And for the liquids, don't dump them overboard. We recommend that you empty them in a porta potty, a dump station, or even a public toilet. Got it. That makes sense. So, what are the pros and cons of a marine composting toilet? Yeah, so let's start with the pros. The marine composting toilet is waterless. There's no plumbing required. A lot of boaters really like the fact that they don't have to deal with complex plumbing or spend time and money on uh, maintenance and repairs. These toilets are also lighter in weight. One boater found that their marine composting toilet was around 35 pounds at its heaviest compared to their old system, which clocked in at around 150 pounds. We've also heard from boaters that composting toilets are less smelly so they don't need to use deodorizing chemicals, which by the way, are really hazardous for the environment. Um, Composting toilets also allow boaters to cruise the seas for longer periods of time without stressing or detouring to the nearest pump out station, which is extremely helpful. Now there are some cons to the marine composting toilet. Um, Some of the models are taller and can take up more space in the hard compartment. 
because some models also have a vent to circulate air, which helps the composting process, but a fan that comes with the toilet or installed separately can sometimes increase your electricity usage. And finally, as we mentioned before, marine composting toilets do keep liquids and solids in different compartments. So boaters have to be mindful of maintaining each compartment um, properly to prevent any odor. Got it. So Kendall, do you have any tips for folks looking to make the switch? Yeah, so I would just say that marine composting toilets and traditional sewage maintenance systems are considerably different. I recommend that every boater do their own research before making the switch to a marine composting toilet to see if it's the right fit for their boat, their needs, and their lifestyle. Always a good tip. All right. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Dockside. My guest today was Kendall Soriano, Environmental Engagement Coordinator from the Bay Foundation. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. For more information about clean boating practices, visit boatingcleanandgreen.com. That's boatingcleanandgreen.com. This podcast was brought to you by California State Parks, the California Coastal Commission, and the San Francisco Estuary Partnership. It is partially funded by the Division of Boating and Waterways Clean Vessel Act Education Program and the Federal Clean Vessel Grant Act Program.